Now on Drama on News Talk, writer Brian Gallagher's comedy drama taking a topical look at the subject of housing in high density. Politics, it's a funny old game. Some you win, some you lose. The high-density housing, that was a perfect example. But let's go back to the beginning, starting with my newspaper column. And I'll tell you one thing, whoever thought it up first, it was some stroke, the secret barrister, the secret doctor. There was even a secret inter-county footballer. Books, newspaper articles, wads of cash for the inside scoop. So I thought, why not get in on it? Benny Kelly, popular inner city councillor, becomes the secret councillor dishing a bit of dirt on how the deals get done, giving the public the feeling that they're getting the lowdown on the strokes, the backstabbings, the nods, the winks. I mean, it's not like we're exactly overpaid as councillors, is it? So the money for the columns has been a lovely little learner. And then the High Density Project came along, and I thought, great, but I should have known better. I should have learnt my lesson the last time I was involved with the residents at Cleveland Road. Trying to relocate their allotment was a fiasco. Never got some of those votes back, but that's politics. You're always looking for the big play that'll bring in the first preferences. The triumph of optimism over experience, huh? Even so, I should have known the high-density thing might get a bit tricky. Evening, Deirdre. Ah, Thomas. Your cabbages look great. I suppose. No supposing. You've the greenest fingers on the allotment. Well, maybe. What's up? It's not the caterpillars again. No, it's not the caterpillars. Ah, I was talking to Mick Delaney and it's put me in bad humour. That figures. What's his latest gripe? He's moaning that I'm the only one in the Crescent who won't give up her cottage. Says the builder can't develop the site unless all of us agree to the deal. And I'm holding everyone else back. Right. Though I wouldn't necessarily take Mick's word... Have you spoken to the others? Most of them. And are they all for it? Mick and Bernie Morrison are dead keen. The others don't really want to leave their homes, but feel they can't turn down the money. 150 grand plus one of the new apartments. It's a tempting offer. That's the hard part, Thomas. When I give up nursing in a few more years, that will be a lovely nest egg. But... But I love my home. And I don't want to live somewhere else for a year while they're building. Then don't let Mick bully you. You needn't take a deal you don't want. Yeah... But Mick says homelessness has to be tackled. That there's a housing crisis and high-density sites are the solution. I've served on the residence committee with Mick for years. Funny how I never heard him being so noble until he had the chance to pocket 150 grand. I know. But we do have to do something about housing. It's just... I love my cottage. I love that I can come out on an evening like this and walk around here to the allotment... Is it selfish to want to keep that? I don't think anyone could call you selfish, Deirdre. Thanks. Talking of the committee, though, this is sure to cause trouble at our next meeting. Can't argue with that. But as long as Noreen is chairperson, you'll get to give your side of the story. Yeah. So, I need to do a bit of thinking. Noreen. Emma. Didn't think I'd find you on reception. Director of the centre and all that. It's an arts centre. We're not obsessed with hierarchies. Still, I bet you're doing it because someone is out sick, yeah? Was there something we can help you with? Just wanted a quick chat. About what? The residence committee. 
This is my place of work. The residence committee is something I do after work, so the appropriate forum... Didn't want to call to your house. This seemed like a more neutral venue. A neutral venue? (laughs) I didn't realise we were on opposing teams. Well, we have been at odds in the past. Do you mean when you went on the committee, but actually used it to garner barely disguised material for your novel? Two separate things, Noreen. I served on the committee, putting in the effort like everyone else. And being a writer, I drew on experiences from life, from my writing. You almost managed to make your behaviour sound noble. Look, I didn't come here to open old wounds. What did you come for? Now that I've moved back to the area, I want to get involved on the committee again. Really? Yes. And my neighbour, Josie, wants to come off the committee for health reasons. She's asked me to take her place. That's not how it works. In this case, I think you'll find that it is. If the committee decide to co-opt somebody as a replacement... It makes sense to take a willing recruit. Somebody with previous experience and who's stepping forward to help a sick neighbour. You're unbelievable. I'm realistic. And you should be too. Josie's very popular. Lots of residents would take it badly if a sick woman's wishes were denied because the chairperson is bearing an old grudge. You'd stoop to using Josie's illness to get your way. You know, I'd forgotten just how sanctimonious you can be. I haven't forgotten how calculating you can be. But then I suppose you had to be calculating when your second and third novels didn't do well and you were left without a publishing deal... Must be a bit of a letdown coming back to Dublin and working as a journalist again. Wow. Bet it feels really good to have got that off your chest. I'm just stating the facts. Well, I'll state a fact, too. I'm coming back onto the committee. You can make a fool of yourself and try to stop me, but you won't win that battle. So get used to it, Noreen. We're going to be on the committee together. I'd been writing that week's Secret Counselor article trying to come up with something that would sound juicy, but without really giving anything away, when who corners me in the office, only our friendly local taxi driver, Mr Sunshine himself, Mick Delaney. The hard, Mick. How's it going? Rotten. Oh, sorry to hear that. No, sorry as I am. Please, look, have a seat. Okay. But what I have to say won't take long. I need to know you'll be using all your influence to make this development happen at the Crescent. Well, of course I'm in favour of action, dynamic action on the housing issue. I don't want to hear a but. No buts, Mick. I'm fully behind high-density housing. Unfortunately, neither I nor the other councillors nor the developer can proceed until all eight owners of the cottages agree to sell. Seven of us are on board. It's just Deirdre Finnegan who's holding up everything. I'm aware of that. So what are you going to do about it? What would you have me do? Bend our ear. Tell her the community needs this. It's not that simple. How isn't it? Dear and I, we have some history. You're not telling me you and all. No, 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 nothing like that. But we had words back when we were trying to relocate the allotment. Totally counterproductive for me to talk to her. Great. But if that hurdle is overcome, the project has my full support. More than that, actually, yeah. Sorry? Local auctioneer. Can't believe you wouldn't be in some kind of cahoots with the developer. And your mates on the council. I know you're well connected. You need to make certain they all vote for planet permission. You make a lot of assumptions, Mick. But the fact is, I'm just one councillor. Yeah, well, you have to say that, don't you? I'll tell you what I'll say. If all the residents agree, I'd be confident that the council 
and the developer will do us proud regarding the site. Is that fair enough? Yeah, message received. And can I give you another message? What's that? The ball is in your court, Mick. If you want this to happen, maybe you need to stop feeling rotten. Start feeling charming instead. And charm Deirdre Finnegan round to your way of thinking. Everybody has a copy of the agenda, yes? Yes, thank thank you, Christina. And as chairperson, allow me to welcome you as a new secretary of the Residents Association. Thank you, Noreen. And can I just say it's great to be back? And can I just say that this time I hope you're here to work with your fellow residents rather than use us as raw material. Seriously, Noreen, you need to let the past go. That would certainly be convenient for you. Can we cut the bickering and get down to what matters? Very well. Christina was to look into multilingual welcome signs for the entrance points to our neighbourhood. Good news. I found a graphic designer who did one recently in Spanish, French, German, Romanian, Polish and Italian. Jesus, did you forget Chinese? Chinese isn't a language, Mick. I think Mandarin might be the word you're looking for. Really? Maybe what I'm looking for is a sign that just says welcome in English. Maybe people who come here should learn the language and make an effort to fit in. I see your point, Mick. I came here from Poland looking for work and I work hard in the clinic, and I improved my English, and I did fit in. But it's nice for people like me to hear a word of welcome in their own language. I think that's a lovely idea. Fine, Grant. Can we move on, then? Right. Uh, If you get us a quote, Christina, we can make a decision about the sign. As for the proposal to demolish the Crescent Cottages, I open the floor. I feel this is really a decision for the eight owners in the Crescent, and the only two of them here are Deirdre and Mick, so... Is this even the right forum to discuss it? I think it is. The people in the Crescent are the only ones being offered the money, but the rest of us will be affected if that becomes a building site for the next year. Indeed. Look, we've people sleeping in doorways because there's a housing crisis, and here's a chance to build good homes. Yes, and we've banks of land that developers just sit on, and loads of rooms above shops lying idle. If you're concerned about the homeless, kick up about that. I understand all that, Deidre, but we need many homes. And extra apartments here would let people like me put down roots. The proposal is socially divisive. How is it? If it went ahead, all of the community would be disrupted. But only eight people would be financially compensated. That could lead to resentment. So the begrudgers get to decide what happens. That's not what I'm saying. Christina hit the nail on the head. This is a chance for people to own their own homes. Forget the fact that other people are making a few bob. And forget the fact there'd be a bit of disruption. In the long run, this would be good for the community. So I'm asking you all, set aside personality clashes and things that happened in the past. Just weigh up this opportunity and judge it on its merits. I remember how that particular week I was having trouble writing my newspaper column. Well, truth be told, every week it was tricky trying to come up with a column. But back then, it was still a novelty. Something different to the usual demands of being a councillor and people moaning to you about broken footpaths and dog walkers not picking up the poo after their dogs. Like, what did they expect me to do? Go around with a shovel? Benny's Poo Collection Service. But now I had a new dilemma. How was I supposed to play my role as the secret councillor giving readers the lowdown, dropping hints about deals being done, when in this case, I was the one doing a deal. Because Mick Delaney was right. I was involved with the developer. Of course, Mick was just guessing. He couldn't have known anything for sure. 
We were keeping absolutely stum. But we had an understanding that I'd do all I could to facilitate the cottages being levelled and replaced by high-density housing, and when the time came, I'd be the selling agent for the new apartments built on the site. Well, why not me? I'm a local auctioneer. Still, had to be discreet about that sort of arrangement. But writing the column, you couldn't not refer to residents being offered 150000 each, providing all of them agreed to move. So, I wrote a very carefully worded column that week. But even so, I sensed I was treading on thin ice. Oh, can I do a bit of gardening in peace, Mick? Look, I know you're mad keen on this offer, but badgering me won't help. I'm not badgering you. You are. We gave our views at the committee meeting and we differ. Why can't you just accept that? Because I don't think you've thought it through fully. You said you love pottering around here on the allotment and chatting to your neighbours. Yes. Do you really think your neighbours will still like chatting to you if you do them out of the chance of a lifetime? I think most of them will understand where I'm coming from. Seriously? I explained how I'm happy in the cottage. You did, back when it was mooted as an idea. But now the developer has made a definite offer, and a really generous one. You think our neighbours will still have a cheery good morning for you if you stymie that? Get real, Deirdre. You'd be a pariah. Are you threatening me? I'm giving you a reality check. Neighbourliness... The thing you value, that's what you'll lose if you thwart all your neighbours. It needn't be like that. We could all just go on as we always did. We got on before this offer and we could all get on again after it. In your dreams. In the real world, people aren't like that. Muller over. You've a lot to lose. Thanks for meeting me, Nori. No problem. Though I am curious. Sorry if I made it sound a bit mysterious. It's just that some things are better handled one-to-one. Well, we're one-to-one now, Thomas, so... Okay, it's Deirdre. What about her? I'm very fond of her, and I'd hate to see her getting hurt or losing out. And and what? You think she'd be losing out if she doesn't take the offer? Possibly. Look, I know we differ on this. I understand why you're against the development, whereas on balance, I think it could be positive. But that's not the point. So what is the point? Deirdre's welfare. She'll be retiring in a few more years, and you know as well as I do that nurses aren't paid enough. 150 grand would be a really good nest egg for her. I'm sure it would. And I know you mean well, Thomas. But isn't it a bit patronising for you to decide what's best for Deirdre? She's an adult who knows her own mind. I'm conscious of all that. But I think that if she's given the space to weigh everything up without any pressure from anyone, she might come to a different conclusion. And what is it you want from me? Deirdre respects you. If you take a hard line against the development, it will influence her. I can't pretend to support something I don't favour. Of course not. But if you're talking to her, maybe you could suggest she weighs up every pro and con. And then, and only then, make a final decision. Tightrope walking time, without a safety net. And I'm not talking about the secret councillor column. That was a breeze compared to what I was getting ready for. You see, the party had only one sitting councillor in the area. Yours truly, and housing is a big issue. So what to do? Trot Benny out to spout the party line on housing to every residence association, tidy towns group, men shed, you name it. Half the time you'd have to sit through the old give the councillor a piece of your mind routine. My son has four children to feed and clothe and he should be given a house. Jesus, just once you'd love to say, tell your son to stop having kids he can't afford. Political suicide, of course. But God, you'd be tempted. Still, it gave me colourful copy for the column. But this particular meeting was going to be trickier than usual. 
because I'd been asked to talk to the residence committee at Cleveland Road. Bit of history there with people like Noreen Canavan and Deirdre Finnegan. To say nothing a morning, Mick, and now we had the added complication of the Crescent Development Plan. Like I say, tightrope walking with no safety net. I wasn't in favour of Councillor Kelly being invited tonight, but as the consensus was that he speak to us, we'll need to finish up shortly. Well, we've covered everything on the agenda except housing, and he's going to talk to us about that. So are we perhaps done? No, we're not perhaps done. I want to talk about what happens if the Crescent development goes ahead. That's quite a big if, Mick. It certainly is. Well, let's just say in theory it happened. The plan would be to have some social housing as part of the development. I think all of that should go to locals. Locals? As distinct from outsiders? Do you mean immigrants, Mick? Because immigrants like me, we pay tax too. I've nothing against you, Christina. I know you work hard. We're handing out places to asylum seekers and unmarried mothers when locals are squeezed out of the market. It's wrong. Seriously, Mick? Unmarried mothers? Who says that anymore? Well, forgive me for not knowing the latest term, but I'm just saying out loud what loads of people say in private. Ah, well, that makes it okay. It's taxpayers' money that subsidises these people. These people? Would they be the same taxpayers, Mick, who subsidised you when you bought your house? What? Well, you got your house at a bargain price. I pay the council to go on rate. A reduced rate because you'd been a sitting tenant. Exactly. We'd paid rent for years. Why wouldn't we get it at a good price? Because other people, like me, had to pay the market rate when we bought. Yeah, well, you're not from around here, are you? So you weren't a sitting tenant. That's right. I was never given a house by the council. I never got a place at a modest rent. But not alone were you given a house and charged a modest rent. You also got to buy it later at a bargain price. Nice work if you can get it, Mick. And all courtesy of the taxpayer. Who the hell do you think you... Please, we've heard enough. I propose we finish this discussion now. I suggest we break for five minutes and gather our thoughts. Then we meet Councillor Kelly, listen to what he has to say, and have a further discussion after he's left. All right. Sounds like the most sensible thing I've heard all night. So, I was giving them my spiel, and all things considered, it wasn't going too badly, because I knew this was likely to be a bit of a hostile audience. But I was giving them my A-game. Homelessness, a top priority. High-density housing, the way of the future. All the buzzwords. Sustainability, climate change, the green agenda. Millions being pumped into a dynamic approach to house building. I was nearly getting excited about it myself. But I knew they'd have questions at the end. And sure enough, Noreen Canavan was the first to have a go. You're certainly strong on aspirations, Councillor. But the only actual building planned for our neighbourhood would be at the Crescent. I have a question. Certainly, Thomas. You said earlier that as an auctioneer you've practical experience of the market. I have indeed. Experience that I'm more than happy to share with constituents. Does that not present a conflict of interest? Why would it? As a councillor, your priority in any housing issue should be the public good. But as an auctioneer, your priority is presumably to make a profit. Any business has to make a profit or it goes under. I'm sure you make a profit in your travel agency, but running a successful business and meeting public needs aren't mutually exclusive. In fact, at the risk of sounding immodest, I'd say people vote for me because they want someone in their corner who's successful and who knows their way around the system. I wouldn't call working the system the proudest of boasts. Still, no harm having someone who knows the ropes. Thank you, Mick.
I know nothing is decided, but if the Crescent scheme gets built, some of the apartments would be for social and affordable housing, yes? Absolutely. Deidre, I don't want to offend you, but just in theory, can I ask Councillor Kelly more about this? Oh, yes, Christina. In theory, you can ask anything you like. Grant, and in theory, I'll give you all the answers I can. Deirdre. Hello, Emma. They are seriously impressive carrots you've got there. Thank you. Why do I get the feeling you didn't come over to discuss carrots? <laughs> well, you have me sussed. So? That meeting the other night, it was something else. That Benny Kelly is something else. Slippery as an eel. And that's part of what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah? You know I'm back at newspaper journalism and I happened to be talking to our editor. He'd heard about the Crescent proposal. Really? It's an unusual situation. I can see how it piqued his curiosity. And what? He wants to do a story? Yes, specifically your story. Oh, I don't think so, Emma. Hear me out. This story is going to be in the public domain anyway and you can be sure the developers will use professional PR people to make their case. It'll put pressure on you, make you seem like the bad guy. This would be your chance to tell your side of the story. Oh, God, I don't know, Emma. I'm a private kind of person. Not if they go public with a campaign and they have the money and the clout to do that. But if our paper gives your side of the story, I can promise you it would be sympathetically written. Think about it, Deirdre. Think it over and we'll talk again. Say when, Thomas. That's fine, thanks. So, what's your take on it? Well, the first thing I'd say is that I wouldn't trust Emma as far as I could throw her. No, I don't. But what she said about the developers launching a campaign? Might not be true. The fact is they haven't launched any PR campaign. Not yet. Maybe not ever. Emma wants a story for her paper, so she's going to paint things in the worst possible light. That way she can seem to be offering the chance to tell your side of it. So you don't think I should do the story? If you go public, it makes any split between you and your neighbours more concrete. What do you gain from that? If it were me, I'd keep my options open. And what would you say to Emma? I'd tell her, thanks, but no thanks. Deirdre, come on in. No, thank you. What I have to say, I'll say here. That sounds ominous. I've thought over your offer. And thanks all the same, but I won't be doing the article. But it's a great opportunity to tell your side I'm of the story. I'm not doing it. I don't want my name in the paper and that's an end to it. It's not as simple as that. What do you mean? My editor spoke to me again this morning. They're going to run with the story anyway. Against my wishes? It's not just about you, Deirdre. It's a public interest story and it's going to be told. Better for you to be on board. Is that a threat? Not a threat. Just the way things are. I'm sympathetic, Deirdre. Why don't you let me tell your story? Because I won't be bullied. I won't be bullied into selling my house and I won't be bullied into telling my story. I'm sorry you feel that way, but the article's going to be written. If you change your mind, and I hope you will on reflection, let me know. But don't wait too long, because this story is going to be told. And the clock is ticking. You're listening to High Density on Drama on News Talk. I knew in my waters that the Crescent Project might turn out messy. I mean, the pitch to the Cleveland Road Committee had actually gone fairly well. 
even if Noreen Canavan cross-examined me like I was a suspect in a murder trial and Thomas Egan with his conflict of interest guff, you'd think he'd have more sus being in business himself. But no, the one that set the cat among the pigeons was Emma Johnson with her article. Could have done without that. And I was a bit annoyed too that the editor didn't give me a heads up that they were going to run it. Of course, Emma had no idea I was doing the secret councillor column for the same newspaper. But the editor knew and he could have tipped me the wink. Maybe at that stage I should have smelled trouble anyway and bailed out. But of course, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Instead, I stayed the course and tried to work the angles. Emma? Emma? Uh-oh, here it comes. I want a word with you. Before you bite my head off, Deirdre, I gave you a chance to tell your side. That's not the point. Well, what is the point? You said no to telling your tale, and I warned you there'd be an article anyway. It's the way you told it. The way I was presented. Deirdre Finnegan, a middle-aged single woman who's too upset to talk to the press. You are a middle-aged woman, Deirdre, and you were upset about the development, and you wouldn't talk to the press. It made me sound pathetic. Too upset to talk to the press. I wasn't too upset. I chose not to. And you twisted the story out of shape just to hype up the drama. You could have shaped it yourself if you'd worked with me. So what? This is my punishment for not playing ball? I'm sorry you're unhappy with it, Deirdre, but my editor insisted. If I hadn't written the piece, someone else would, and they could have sensationalised it more. Ah, So you admit it's sensationalised? It's a colour piece, Deirdre. It had to be punchy. No. It didn't have to be colourful. It didn't have to be punchy. It didn't have to be done at all. And if it had to be written, it should at least have been truthful. But I suppose that would be too much to ask for. I don't want to put chemicals into the soil if I can help it. Yeah, not great for the old environment. But I don't think anyone else on the allotment has so many slugs. They're right, little swines. Have you tried garlic spray? No, does that work? It did with my lettuce. I'll try it. Thanks, Mick. No problem. I'm a real beginner, growing up in Warsaw, with no garden. Sure, I never grew a spud before I was 50. Only rented my bit of the allotment in recent years. I love it here. So relaxing. I need a quick word with Deirdre. Talk to you again. OK, bye. Deirdre? Mick? Look, I know we don't always see eye to eye, but I just wanted to say I thought that article was out of order. Don't, Mick, please. I'm not in the mood. Sorry? Don't try to soft-soap me. Pretending to be sympathetic. I'm not pretending. Do you know, I think I actually preferred it when you were out for what you could get. At least it felt honest. Well, if that's the way you're going to be... I'm tired of being patronised, Mick. So yes, that's the way I'm going to be. Excuse me. Latte and a tea. Thank you. Grand. So, you wanted to run something by me? Yes. A bit sensitive, so I thought it best to meet outside the committee environment. Now you really have my attention. It's about the Crescent. Let's leave aside for the moment whether we're personally for or against the development. Okay. Councillor Kelly made it all sound above board and professional, but I don't trust him. Me neither. That time he tried to get us to move the allotment to a different site, it was all a bit dodgy. Absolutely. And I remember back then, you did some research on the developer involved, dug up some background. Yeah. I was wondering if you might discreetly do the same again. You think this might be dodgy too? I don't know. But if there's something dubious in the background, it would be in everyone's interest to know. Please, Thomas. Okay. I think it's probably a waste of time, but I'll have a look. 
Nice office, Councillor. Things must be going well with the auctioneering. Ah, not too bad. Please, have a seat. Thanks for agreeing to drop in, Emma. I thought a chat might be good. I'm all ears. We're at a delicate stage in this Cleveland Crescent business. That article you wrote, it wasn't very helpful. Helpful to whom? To anyone. It made the developer sound like a bully, and I'm told Deirdre Finnegan wasn't happy either. You're very well informed, aren't you? I'm the local councillor. It's my job to be. And it's my job to write articles as I see fit. No one's disputing your right to tell the story. I'm just asking that in future you tell it more positively, with a more progressive slant. Seriously? You think it's okay to tell me what slant to put on my work? The press can be very influential. It can. But when did it become our job to promote vested interests? When did it become your job to prevent progress? You're pretty quick to tell me how to do my job. How would you like it if I did the same to you? People do all the time. Yeah? Well, here's a tip. Seeing as how we're reviewing each other, stop spouting clichés. I'm not talking in clichés. Every interview I hear, politicians like yourself are talking in catchphrases. They can't have a plan. They have to have a roadmap. They can't provide a service. They have to deliver it. Do they seriously think that makes them sound more dynamic? We delivered on time and on budget, as if they deserve a medal for doing a job at the agreed price and schedule. (laughs) You've little to worry about. You should listen to yourselves. You always know a waffler when they keep saying in relation to. Our policy in relation to tax. Why don't they just say our policy on tax? Do you feel the better of having a rant? Yeah. So now, can we both go back to doing our jobs? Unhindered. See you, Councillor. I think at this stage we've discussed the Crescent proposal in sufficient detail, yes? Fine. I'll record it all in the minutes. Good. So, the last item on the agenda is any other business. Sorry, can I just suggest that it's important the minutes on the Crescent be officially neutral? How do you mean? I'm just saying. We don't want it to sound like there's an enemy of the people vibe. A what? Ibsen. The playwright uh, wrote a drama about a person under pressure in his community called An Enemy of the People. Well, good for Ibsen. But we're trying to deal with the presence, so spare us the Russian playwrights, yeah? Actually, Ibsen was Norwegian. Russian, Norwegian, Chinese, what difference does it make? Well, it probably made a difference to Ibsen that he wasn't Chinese. We've gone off on a tangent here. I take your point, Emma. And I'm sure Christina will record everything faithfully and even-handedly. Now... Is there anything under any other business? No? Fine. Then I deem the meeting closed. Thank you all for your input and good evening. Deirdre, could I have a quick word? If you must. Look, I know you're still angry with me over the article. I'm entitled to be. Be that as it may, I'm not your enemy. What's that supposed to mean? I'm sorry for the upset the article caused you. And I'll try to make it up to you. How would you do that? I don't want to promise anything I can't deliver, but leave it with me. Another week, another column to write. I mean, in one way, it was a break from constituents hounding you. When am I due the pension? The shore is blocked outside me house. But I didn't realise how much of a slog it would be to come up with a secret councillor article every week. Still, apart from the readies, it was a chance to say stuff anonymously that you'd be slow to put your name to. Like I had to be super careful in public with the Crescent business. But in the column, I could raise things. Like the actual shape of a Crescent. 
wasteful geometrically when land in the city is in such short supply. So there I was, hoping if there was enough talk going on about how we've all a duty to solve the housing crisis, then Deirdre Finnegan might be swayed in the end. Will you have a slice of lemon drizzle cake? Why not? To hell with the corset. Now. Thanks, Deirdre. So, you wanted to bring me up to speed? Yeah. I did some research like Noreen asked. Discreetly, but as best I could. And? Couldn't find anything dodgy. Couldn't find much at all, in fact. How do you mean? Well, the developer's company is listed, but they have links to lots of other companies who in turn have multiple other links. I wouldn't know how to unravel all that. Right. And do you think that's suspicious? Not necessarily, but it's hard to know financially who's really pulling the strings. Yeah. We probably shouldn't jump to conclusions. Just because everything isn't open and shut doesn't mean a company is up to no good. I suppose. And uh, talking about being open, I... I haven't been entirely open myself. How's that? If I'm honest, Thomas, a lot of the arguments about high-density housing make sense. If we want to tackle homelessness, we can't always give in to not-in-my-backyard protests. But I've been afraid that if I show any signs of being swayed, I'll come under a big surge of extra pressure. Yeah, I can see how that could happen. I don't want to move. and I don't want to be disrupted. But I also don't like to deny someone like Christina a chance of owning a home. And I know if we're serious about climate change, we have to build in the city and stop urban sprawl and commuting from the suburbs. True. And I don't want to be at odds with my neighbours and depriving them of a nest egg. So I'm torn, but I've had to pretend that I'm not. That's understandable. What would you do? I'd probably grab the money and tell myself I was acting for the community. (laughs) Seriously, Thomas. Seriously. I'd say take more time. Don't say no just to stand up to Mick. And don't say yes just to please other people. Do whatever feels right. But right just for me or right for the whole community? Ideally both. Failing that, I'd go with my gut instinct. Uh, uh, Noreen! Councillor Kelly, to what do we owe the honour? I was near the art centre. I thought I might catch you if I dropped in. Well, now that you've caught me... What can I do for you? I didn't get a chance to chat to you one-on-one the night of the meeting. You were there to brief us, Councillor. Chatting one-to-one wasn't required. Look, I know that personality-wise I'm not your cup of tea. Fair enough, I get that. But here's the thing. I genuinely respect you. You're honest, you're dedicated, and even when we're on opposite sides of the argument, I know you're acting in good faith. Well, thank you. No, no, credit where it's due. Do I sense a butt looming somewhere? Not exactly. But you know that thing presidents say after a bruising election campaign that they'll now be president for everyone, not just for those who elected them. That's what I'm asking for with the Crescent. Lots of people around here look up to you as chairperson. So please, don't just be a voice for the people whose view you agree with. You want me to be a voice for something I disagree with. I think you're sophisticated enough to have your own view, but recognise that's something you don't like personally can still have real benefits for others in the community. A big wad of cash for a small number of people. And the chance of a home for lots of other people. That's a huge thing. So please, take that into account and take the broader view. There you are. Mick? Why do I feel this won't be a chat about gardening? Your allotment looks good. Maybe you should stick to gardening. What's that supposed to mean? I hear you've been asking a lot of questions. Sorry? Asking all sorts of stuff about the developer. 
And how is what I do in my private life any business of yours? <laughs> Believe me, pal, I don't want to think about your private life. Oh, that's right, of course. We mustn't forget your homophobic obsession. I'm not obsessed with stuff like that. Really? I seem to remember you threatening to out me to my late mother. If you're so cool about being gay, why did you have to hide it? I can't believe I'm hearing this. Doesn't suit you to hear it. What I chose to disclose or not disclose was no one else's business. And if you'd had an ounce of decency or cop on back then, you'd have known that. I thought maybe in the meantime you'd join the 21st century, but clearly not. That's not what I came here to talk about. Good. Because you know something, Mick? I'm not in the mood for your crap. Well, that makes two of us. Because I'm not in the mood for someone like you, who's not even from the area, spoiling our chances. Spoiling your chances? Checking the background of someone who proposes to knock down eight people's homes, that's spoiling your chances. If there's too much resistance, the developer might walk away. Then let him. This is a free country. People can ask what they like. And being from around here originally doesn't give you special rights. This area is my home now. And this bit of the allotment we're on, that's mine too. And I'd like you off it. So take your homophobia and your half-baked arguments and take a hike. Here's Deirdre, so we can start. Sorry if I'm a bit late. It's all right, Deirdre. But let's all take our seats, please. Before the meeting starts, there's something I want to say. Can it keep till we get to any other business? No, Noreen, I don't think so. Very well. The floor is yours. Thank you. This this Crescent business has been weighing on me for some time. And I've listened to all the arguments about housing and the environment and climate change. And I've weighed them up against giving up my cottage. I've, I've made a final decision. I've changed my mind. I'm not holding out any longer. I'm going to go with the apartment development. Well, that baits Banneher, as my father used to say. And not to flatter myself unduly, but it could well have been the word I had with Noreen Canavan that tipped the balance. Or maybe Deirdre caved in under the mounting pressure. Or did she just get tempted by a new apartment and 150k in her back pocket? We'll never know. All I remember is that it felt like a big obstacle had suddenly vanished. Though, of course, the saga wasn't over yet. Deirdre, quick word in your ear. If it's a story about changing my mind, the answer is no. It's not that. I meant it when I said, I'm sorry, the last piece upset you. Really. Right. And I know the reasons you gave for changing your stance make sense. Just like your original reasons also made sense. Where's this going? I hope you haven't been pressurised, Deirdre. So I have one basic question. If this whole thing was taken out of your hands and a magic wand was waved that stopped the development, honest answer, how would you feel? Relieved. Okay. Okay what? I just needed to know. Leave it with me. So, you wanted to see me? Yes, thanks for meeting me, Councillor. I take it you haven't come today to correct my English usage? No, we have bigger fish to fry. We? I have a proposal for you. Propose away. It's about the Crescent development. You've a lot of sway with your party colleagues on the council. If enough of you opposed planning permission, the developer might well be put off. Is this some kind of a joke? No joke. Deirdre Finnegan changed her mind about the project. Under a lot of pressure, but deep down she doesn't want to lose her home. You have political muscle. You have the inside track. You know where the bodies are buried. If you want to, you can help stymie this development. Why on earth would I do that? 
for the same reason you do everything else. It would be in your interest. How would that be in my interest? Because I write in your favour. Concerned local councillor rallies the troops to protect the rights of an individual. I can make you sound terrific. Did it ever occur to you that I might genuinely think this is a good development? Possibly. But I'll point out how you changed your mind when you discovered the developer is linked to a vulture fund. What? Took a bit of digging to find out. But you'd be surprised what you can unearth when you have the resources of a national newspaper. Bottom line is, when you get behind all the layers, there's a vulture fund involved. This is where you say, in a shocked voice, that you didn't know that. I didn't know all the ins and outs of the developer's background. But irrespective of where the funds come from, this is a good project. And the people getting the new apartments and the people getting the compensation, they won't lose sleep over where the finance originates. No, because they've a vested interest. But as a public representative... You're not meant to have a vested interest. And in the present climate, the phrase vulture fund doesn't have a good ring to it. I can really play that up. Or I can play up your role in opposing it. This is your chance to be seen on the side of the good guys. Or seen as a crank who's blocking progress. No, can't do it. I wasn't really asking. Sorry? I was telling you what's best for Deirdre, but also for you. What are you saying? You don't want your little secret to be part of the story, do you? What secret? Oh, don't be coy. It doesn't suit you. What exactly are you talking about? Your column. The secret counsellor. Thought it was all hush-hush, did you? Strictly confidential. Editors talk. People let things slip. Though, of course, that's different to it becoming public knowledge, isn't it? I won't be blackmailed. That's such an emotive word. Just think of this as dealing. And you're well used to dealing. I can brazen it out. So what if people find out I'm the secret councillor? Lots of people like his plain talking. Maybe, but your fellow councillors don't, and the party definitely doesn't. The party knows I bring in the votes. You did bring in the votes, past tense. But now maybe people will think you were a bit too clever for your own good. Mr Smart Alec, laughing at everyone behind his mask of anonymity. This story can make you sound really bad. Or, if you do what I ask, it can make you sound great. And your secret counsellor column can stay secret. Do the smart thing, counsellor. And I want your answer by tonight. Where do you feel the pain, Nick? It's it's more or less my lower back. Like if I've been weeding or planting and then I go to stand. It would probably help if you strengthen your core. I have exercise sheets at the clinic. I'll bring some home for you. Thanks, Christina. And sitting all those hours in your taxi. You should think about Pilates. I don't know. That would really be my cup of tea. Christina. Noreen. Have you heard the news, Mick? No. What? They'll probably contact you personally. Or maybe not, now that there's nothing in it for them. Who are you talking about? The developers. Because of all the reaction against vulture funds and the councillors opposing planning, they're pulling out. No. Yes. For God's sake, that's... That's disgraceful. It's not disgraceful, Mick. It's democracy in action. It is in me arse. Bleeding torn coats. Cheryl Lily-livered wimps. I know you were interested in going for one of those apartments, Christina. I'm sorry if you're disappointed. But you're not sorry it's been stopped, are you? No. I've made my position clear from the start. It's you and people like you that stymie this. Like I said, Mick, democracy in action. 
So you can work yourself into a state if you want, but you're flogging a dead horse. The deal is off. Time to move on. I'm sure Emma had something to do with it. How? I don't know exactly. Just the way she said, leave it with me, when she asked how I'd feel if the deal didn't go ahead. Hard to know what she could have done. Yeah. The fact that you'd agreed to the project, it means none of your neighbours can blame you for the deal falling through. Yeah. Oh, I hated being at odds with people I've known for years. Been a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it? You could say that. More tea? Uh, no, thanks. I'm grand. So, how do you feel now it's all over? Relieved. Actually, delighted. <laughs> but 150k poorer. Well, I never had the money, so that's all right. Really? Absolutely. Others won't be so philosophical. Might be smart not to let your delight show too much. I know, I wouldn't gloat. Well, when it comes to Mick Delaney, maybe a little. I'll drink to that. <laughs> a toast then. To Cleveland Crescent. Long may it survive. To Cleveland Crescent. That project, Jesus. It was nearly the death of me. Talk about dodging and weaving. I never had to do so much glad-handing and calling in a favours in my life. Mind you, the newspaper stories that Emma Johnson wrote definitely helped sway others. She's some operator. Though in fairness, she did keep her part of the bargain and big me up in the articles. Kept stum too about the secret councillor stuff. For all the good that did me. Two months later, the editor said he was dropping the column said that the secret doctor, secret barrister, secret counsellor thing had run its course. So the Crescent Project was dead in the water and I'd bust a gut in vain. Still, the secret counsellor was a handy gig while it lasted and thanks to Emma Johnson, people who were against the development think I'm the bee's knees. So it wasn't all bad. And like I said at the start, in this game, you win some, you lose some. But the next time something arises in Cleveland Road, I'll run a mile. And every now and then... I still feel a little chill when I hear the words high density. High Density was written and directed by Brian Gallagher. Original music by David O'Connor. Sound by Ross O'Connor. The part of Benny Kelly was played by Marco Regan. Emma Johnson, Claudia Carroll. Deirdre Finnegan, Marion O'Dwyer. Thomas Egan, David O'Mara. Noreen Canavan, Sharon Hogan, Christina Wojciech, Mirjana Rendulic, Mick Delaney, Paul Walker. This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. For more drama and documentary, visit Newstalk.com.